Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. All right, here we go, here we go. Happy Monday, everybody. <clears throat> Hope you had a great weekend. Let's uh, set the table right away. Mark is doing some television t- uh, this week for Fox Sports 1, FS1, but he will be done by 7 a.m. our time. So he'll be uh, joining us for the final three hours of the show, which means uh, the warm-up act, the appetizer, if you will. <laughs> that would be the laughter of one Matt Smith right there. Matt uh, with one T. How you doing, Matty? I drew the short straw this week. That, that's all I know. That's all I know. I got to no. be with you for an hour in the morning. No, no, no. You get to set the tone, my man. You get <laughs> that's to set right. The I get tone. to set the tone. You're like I'm the, doing great, man. How you're, you you're like the great leadoff hitter in baseball, right? You're setting the table. You're getting Always on base. Always getting on base. Always you know? getting on base. Getting on base, making the pitcher work, all that kind of stuff. So, no question. Uh, we appreciate it. steals. We appreciate it. So here we go. Here we go. What a weekend it was. So much to talk about. Before we go anywhere, let us... Call out another name, because now that we know the Super Bowl matchup, uh, of course, Kansas City and San Francisco, it's time to register another person in our fan flyaway, Dominic Ortegon. Uh, Dominic Ortegon, you have 10 minutes to call us back at 303-713-1043. You win a $50 gift card from GQ Barbecue, a $50 Visa gift card, and be now eligible to win the grand prize, which is the trip to Vegas, and it is going to be Kansas City, and it's going to be San Francisco. It was just sit back and watch these uh, two games. Give me one or two uh, big observations, big impressions for you watching the championship games yesterday. Remember what I told you on Thursday, that the Broncos don't need to be in any sort of rush to figure this thing out because it's still Mahomes' division for the next decade? That That's confirmed. We're witnessing pure greatness, Mike, and it is tough to be in the same neighborhood. The Chargers, the Raiders, the Broncos are the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets of the Brady era. This is this is real real special, a- and the way they won yesterday, Mike, was different. It reminded me so much of what the Patriots used to do because it wasn't every year that they were a juggernaut. Some of those years they ground them out. They won ugly, and getting shut out in the second half and still winning that football game, that was extremely impressive. Extremely impressive, and you know, I mean that that was the AFC championship and Lamar I've always had my doubts on him and and they were even more justified yesterday that that that's at least my takeaways for the AFC Yeah he's not going anywhere is he uh Patrick Mahomes is not going anywhere you ready to hear something's going to make you sick Broncos country as if you're not sick enough Patrick Mahomes has yet to turn 29 he has 14 playoff wins in his career tying Peyton Manning and John Elway <laughs> for 14 playoff wins, trailing only a Tom Brady with a ridiculous 35 and Joe Montana with 16. Then you've got uh, Mahomes, Manning, Elway, Steve Young, Terry Bradshaw, all with uh, 14 playoff wins. And, hey, look, I, I'll i put my hand up. I thought the Chiefs were incredibly vulnerable. Uh, we saw it when the Broncos beat them and beat them rather handily what was wrong with with Kansas City the offense wasn't the same and it isn't the same as we've seen them in the past but boy that defense could play that defense could play but and- you know what but you know what what we saw in the regular season 
I, I think this is a situation where, much like the Patriots, one regular season loss moving forward here really doesn't mean much because when these guys get to the playoffs, that's when they get tapped in, tuned in, turned on, and right. start really going at it. Okay? Well, you want a great, you want a great indication of that? The Chiefs did not drop drop a pass yesterday. Their first game without a drop pass this season, and Kansas City receivers led the league in drops during the regular season. And dropped yardage, too. If they had caught those 32 balls, they would have gotten Mahomes 384 more yards during the regular season. They're doing this. I mean, so last year was a rebuilding year. This year was a down year. Six straight AFC championship games. They've just made their fourth Super Bowl in the last five years. And if not for one really bad half against Cincinnati, it would be five straight. Okay? Mahomes, in six years as a starter in six years as a starter, has been to the Super Bowl four times, and the two times he did not get there, he lost in overtime in the AFC Championship game. Well, we're not going to spend the whole morning uh, pumping the Chiefs' tires, but uh, there there are takeaways from what they're doing that impacts the Broncos, so we'll get to that as we move along. We'll get to the NFC Championship game and Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Oh, boy. Dan Campbell. We'll get to that coming up in a little bit. But you mentioned Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson... Is Joel Embiid? I agree. Um, other than minus the fact that he shows up to play uh, every game, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> That's but, a good but, point. <laughs> but you're talking about you're talking about a regular season star. You're talking about a regular season MVP, and regular season MVP awards are, are given out for just that the regular season. But um, you know, when, when it comes to the playoffs, does anybody believe in Joel Embiid and? Does anybody believe in Lamar Jackson after yesterday? We are still waiting on that ever-elusive running quarterback to go win a Super Bowl. We're still waiting. Yeah. I got all the time in the world. The Justin Fields argument, you know, I got all the time in the world. Go down that route all you want to. You you want to go toe-to-toe with the best in the world, you got to stand in the pocket and deliver. And he struggled. And credit Steve Spagnolo for getting after him. But you're right. I mean, regular season star. Regular season star. And you brought up Dan Campbell, Mike. Oh, my goodness. Well, hold that thought. I do want to get to that. But um, here's here's a little stat for you. And this just proof that you, you got to be able to pass in this league. you got to be able to pass as a quarterback. And the 70-30 rule is, is so evident after a game like yesterday with, with Lamar where – Hey, if, if 30% of the time you can run around and make plays off schedule, great. But you better be able to just play quarterback. And you better be able to deliver from the pocket 70% of the time. And if you can't, well, you're going to get what you saw yesterday from uh, Lamar. By the way, uh, the Lamar Jackson now in his career, 0-10 when trailing by at least 8 points at halftime. 0-10. He just can't. Once, once you get him down, he can't throw you back into the game. But it's not even just Lamar. It is a Harbaugh thing. They're 0-24 when trailing by 10 at halftime since 2013. It, this is a Harbaugh thing. Andy Reid coached circles around him yesterday in a real way. How about Todd Munkin? What was it, six carries to running backs? The number one rushing team in the NFL going up against, what was it, the 28th rushing defense in the NFL? Uh, run the ball. Run the ball. Lamar was trying to prove to us that he was something that he wasn't, is what it felt like to me. There were so many times where it felt like there was just a refusal to run, and that is still his best asset. 
I, I don't understand the game plan for Baltimore. They didn't adjust. Credit to their defense. Their defense held up their end of the bargain in the second half. But offensively, they didn't meet the moment. And Lamar just didn't look ready. Because if you want to be the best, you have to beat the best. And I don't think they came particularly close. Now, you got to credit LeJarius Sneed for one hell of a play there at the goal line, punching that ball out. But that being said, Mike, I mean... The Ravens, they've got some work to do because this was the year they had the best skill position group for Lamar, right? They went out and drafted Zay Flowers. Isaiah Likely's coming into his own, even though Mark Andrews went down. Well, they got Mark Andrews back yesterday. Did make a whole heck of a lot of a difference. Again, Dominic Ortegon, you're on the uh, clock to give it. Oh, he called. He did. All right, Dominic. What a boy, 6 a.m. Wait, 6 a.m. Dominic, you're a 6 a.m. guy. I mean, you're the best of the best. Good job. Good job. He's going to go get to watch Patrick Mahomes in another Super Bowl. We'll have uh, another name coming up here in just a little bit. Be listening. Uh, It could be yours. Up next, what was your reaction when you heard Joel Embiid wasn't playing Saturday? That's next. You use your cell phone for a lot of things, but you shouldn't have to use it for everything. You deserve reliable home internet that fits your life and your budget. And right now, Internet Essentials Plus from Xfinity is free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. Get unlimited data and equipment included with no annual contract. Go to Xfinity.com free to see if you qualify. Restrictions apply. After program participation ends, Comcast standard charges, taxes, and fees apply. May not be combined with other offers. Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. We found out very late, and again, you know, I, I don't know how you go from being active, available, to out. And I'm sure the league will do their due diligence and because that's frowned upon. And we've had situations this year where we've talked to the league and they told us if a player goes from being active to out, there's going to be an investigation. Darn well, there should be. Good morning, everybody. Matt Smith in for Stink until 7 as Stink is doing some FS1 television. So be ready at 7. He's going to come in hot. But uh, Matt Smith, the... Uh, the appetizer this morning. Maddie, what was uh, your reaction when you heard Joel Embiid wasn't playing on Saturday? I laughed. The way they tried to sneak it in there 10 minutes before tip-off, that was just absurd. And it was almost as if, oh, no, we'll just drop this now and we'll play the game and you won't even remember it. Well, it backfired on them royally. I mean, they got dragged for it even harder. I wasn't surprised. It, it was a soft move. By, uh, by a franchise and a team that I don't have a ton of respect for and by a guy that, man, as good as he is, Mike, it is hard to really want to put him up there with the greats because it feels like every time he gets an opportunity like this, he's he ducks it. I mean, he ducked the smoke again. So I know Malone acknowledged his injury. I know he said they saw it on film from Indiana. But, nah, I mean... Everybody was in their seats, paid a prime time price to be there for an ABC national television game, and they got robbed. And it just, I mean, if the shoe fits. And not only that, but then they took that as an excuse to sit everybody out. And then it became a complete load management day. And they, they, they were prepared. They mailed in the game. It's, it's a disgrace. It's an embarrassment. This is exactly the stuff that Adam Silver 
along with the support, by the way, of the Players Association, agreed upon that teams had to take the regular season uh, more seriously. And, and my biggest takeaway is I hope that every single person who voted for Joel Embiid for M- MVP last year is ashamed and embarrassed and sickened with their vote because this guy won an MVP simply because people did not want to vote Nikola Jokic the MVP three times. He got a, he got a, a sympathy pity MVP, and you would think that he would try his best to go out and legitimize what he did last year. Instead, this this is this is so soft, and and unfortunately, um, this is who this guy is, and and Philadelphia, this is who they are. Joel Embiid, by the way, has missed eleven games this year. Mm-hmm. Nine of them have been on the road. Yep, and all but two of the teams, all but two of the eleven games that he missed on the road were against teams that are currently in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Uh, this guy, this guy is just—he's—he's a—he's a fraud. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. Well, he is a fraud. Let me ask you. And what Philadelphia o- is a fraud. <laughs> what other NBA greats didn't show up on the road? I'm just saying. You think Shaq wasn't showing up on the road? You think? I mean, go down the list of the greatest. But you think Tim Duncan? You think Hakeem? Right? I mean. That Joel is soft, and it's really unfortunate. I don't know how he really got to this point. I liked him when he came up in college. He's got a great story. But, Mike, I don't know what it is, man. He's just crazy. And Dion called him out. Don't you remember? Yeah. When, when the Sixers came here for training camp, they, they, they practiced up at CSU. He met with Coach Prime. Coach Prime told him flat out, he goes, when a B plays a joker, that's what I want to see. Yeah. I want to see anybody sitting out. Don't duck the smoke. And he, said that, the and smoke. he said that in front of the entire Philadelphia team. Right. And you would think that, man, I, not, not only should Joel, Joel Embiid be ashamed, but the, but the entire Sixers team. And and that that's one of those teams now that I I've learned all I need to know about Philadelphia. I don't I don't care what kind of regular season record they put up. Uh, once the playoffs come along, they will fold. I think they will a, fold at the first yeah. blush of adversity. I think they're a little bit of a better team than they were last year. I think they closed the gap a little bit because yeah. they do have a deep bench. Yeah. However. I don't see that team having the mental toughness no. to make it through four different playoff series, let alone three, let alone two, right? So I'm, I'm not too worried about the Sixers, if I'm being completely honest with you. Well, uh, that is the uh, situation there. The Nuggets, uh, credit to the Nuggets, because that, be, that had to be difficult. You come off a long 11-day road trip. The first home game back is always difficult. Add to the fact that they, they got home late. They had a, a, a quick turnaround for an afternoon game. And then they find out, literally, Michael Malone was saying that uh, during the warm-ups, he was going around to different guys saying, hey, you know, be ready to go. No letdowns, okay, with the changes. And Aaron Gordon was like, what What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. He didn't know. Right. And right. Literally, right before tip-off, these guys did not know what Philadelphia was, was doing. And so they had to get refocused. And for them to grind out a win just shows the mental well, toughness, the mental toughness of the, the Nuggets and the whale poop softness of the uh, Philadelphia 76ers and, and Joel Embiid. Shay, Shay, I, seriously, I, I'm so, I was so angry when I heard about that. Uh, and and sh- shame on anybody who voted for this clown as an MVP last year. Soft. All right. I don't disagree, Mike. I don't disagree. I just, I, I laugh at it because 
you think Jokic would do that? How about the year when Faku Campazo and Austin Rivers were starting in the backcourt? Was he sitting any games out on the road right. against good teams? No, of course not. I mean, if the situation was reversed, Jokic would have played. Just is the way it is. Uh, let's see. Some uh, quick reaction to uh, what went down. Uh, Stephen A. said Joel Embiid was a no-brainer for MVP or something to that effect. Yeah, well, yeah, I hope well Stephen, Stephen A. A. hates Denver and hates Jokic. I mean, that's been clear since last year. Yeah, well, I hope, uh, like I said, I hope, I hope he and everybody else are, are ashamed of themselves. Uh, 76ers tanked for years just to be crap. Yeah, nice process there, guys, uh, Philly. Uh, Embiid is a spineless coward who only cares about himself, which is reflective of the league overall. Um, well, the league has been better, and and guys have been better understanding that you got to play a minimum of sixty five games. Even order. Kawhi Leonard's playing. Mike. Even Kawhi <laughs> Leonard's playing. Mister Load Management himself, right, uh, is playing. Now, I, I suppose I suppose this this is a a a good thing. Here is the silver lining because uh, Joel Embiid is it was still up until. The game on Saturday was still the leading MVP uh, candidate by odds, and the, the the thing is now with him missing this game and with him missing all these games, he's now got very little margin for error when it comes to playing games in order to play those sixty five to be eligible to win another MVP award. So I think it's, if there's I think a, it's only if there's six a, more, right? Yeah, if there's a silver lining there that uh, you know, not that Nikola Jokic cares, but his path. To reclaiming the MVP uh, might get a little bit easier if Joel Embiid continues to uh, tap out of games. Well, I think it's only six more games he can miss. Yeah, so he yeah. might really he might legitimately get hurt and then see you later. No question, no question. And, and what becomes interesting now is let's see if he plays tonight in Portland. I bet he plays tonight in Portland. Oh, I bet you they all play. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I bet you they all play. Wow, I mean that is just. I know they're professional athletes, and they can do things that we can only dream of doing, uh, but that still doesn't keep us from being able to to look at these guys and say, wow, you just... You're soft. You're soft. Soft. You're soft. You, you turned it down. You turned soft. down the smoke. You turned down the smoke. Up next, we've got the uh, morning brew for you. We'll hear from... Uh, Michael Malone, more from what went down on Saturday. Jared Bednar on how he feels about his Avalanche team at the break. And we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes and Kyle Shanahan as Kyle is uh, back to the Super Bowl. All that coming up in the Brew next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Matt Smith sitting in for Stink for the next 30 minutes as Stink is doing some uh, national TV talk show stuff on uh, FS1 up until 7. Then he'll be joining us. But uh, we get a chance to uh, talk about what went down yesterday in the NFL. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, stop me if you've heard this before, back in the AFC Championship game, back in the Super Bowl. I don't like losing any any games, so every loss I feel like is tough. Um, but uh, we always had everything we wanted in front of us, and we had that mindset, and Coach Reed preaches that every single day we come into the building. Um, and, and no one hung their head, and everybody was ready to go, and now we're going to the Super Bowl, and like I said, we're not done. Should, should we have seen this Matt coming even back during the middle of the season when the Chiefs looked vulnerable, when the Broncos beat him up pretty good. Should we have known or at least suspected that this team would be able to flip the switch come playoff time? Well, now we do. 
whether whether or not we should have, we do now that that from now on and moving forward in perpetuity, you really can't put too much weight into what happens in the Chiefs regular season. I saw a lot of the Broncos fans last night. We beat this team. Mike, they won the turnover battle 5-1, to one, and they beat them by, what, 11? So let's just have a little perspective. The whole team was sick. They didn't take it seriously. Travis Kelsey on the Wednesday before that game was at the Super Bowl, or excuse me, the World Series, getting wasted on Wednesday night. They they had already beat them once. I, I I, I just will not be putting much stake into what I see at a Chiefs regular season. Now, when Andy Reid steps away, when Steve Spagnuolo steps away, let's see what happens there. But then again, Tom Brady did just fine with Bruce Arians. Up next on the Morning Brew, it looked like Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco was in a big, big trouble down by 17. Kyle lugging around a, a terrible record whenever trailing at halftime or into the fourth quarter. But the 49ers rally. They outscore the Lions 27-7. to In the second half, they roar back to win 34 34- 31. I could see it on them all week. Our guys got a lot of love for each other, and um, every year when the season's over, it's always a new team the next year, regardless of how many times people return. I mean, how many people return, and our guys didn't want this to be the last day, and we had to really fight for it to make that happen, but we pulled it off and couldn't be more proud of the group. Well, Matt, do uh, the 49ers pull this comeback off if Dan Campbell tries to kick field goals instead of going for it on fourth down? It would feel like it would have been much more difficult, but it wasn't just Dan Campbell. It was the fumble. It was the drop pass on fourth down. The Lions imploded, and it was almost as if they remembered that they were the Lions in the second half. But that being said, look, you coach by feel, and I know I saw the argument last night. Well, if you love the Lions on their way here, you got to love them now, even though it didn't work out. No, you don't. You coach by feel. And Dan Campbell throughout the season has made some very aggressive decisions, even when they've been to his detriment, and he did it again yesterday. Oh, I disagree. I disagree. That was not coaching by feel. That was, once again, the the stupid analytics that have... That is literally what I'm saying. We're saying the same thing. Well, but but different kind of... If you're coaching by feel... He did not coach by feel. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm no. sorry. I no, thought no. you said he, he did not coach by feel. If he had coached by feel, he takes the points. It's the playoffs. Right. I mean, understand the tenor of the game. You're on the road in that environment. Come on now. I'm, the, we're on the same page. The first one was was the real head scratching one. It's 7:03. Seven minutes left in the third quarter, and you are fourth and two at the San Francisco 28. It's a 46 yard field goal. At that point, you're up 24 to 10. If you take the points, you go up, you score 27 to 10. It's a it's a it's a three score game, and you you've you've come away with points. You've kept the momentum. Instead, you open the door. Mo starts to shift. San Francisco da- goes down to score 24 17, and now you're starting to get feel the pressure. And the first play, they fumble. And San Francisco scores, and now it's 24-24, and now you've let him back in the game. It was um, it, it was it was it was a a dumb dumb play. But you know what? It's not just Dan Campbell. This is something that that you and I talked about last week. I think NFL coaches. I think this has been the worst season ever that I've ever seen with NFL coaches in their game management. And it, there's no doubt in my mind, analytics are messing. With these guys' heads, it's leading to some really dumb decisions. 
and it's why the managing of these games is the worst I've ever seen from NFL coaches. And we're not talking about rookie head coaches. We're talking about coaches that have been around for a while looking incompetent. I, I watched that game last night in utter disbelief that yet again, after what he did in Dallas, like, here we are again. You're going to make these same over-aggressive mistakes. I didn't get it. Next on the Morning Brew, the Nuggets. And, and <laughs> we're against some text. Come on, people. Really? These got to be embedded Sixer fans saying, well, the more embarrassing thing wasn't Joel Embiid and the Sixers sitting out their players. It was the Nuggets starters only winning by six. Are you kidding me? Give, give give Michael Malone and his players all the credit for uh-huh. how they handled uh, the tapped out 76ers. You know, I went out to the bench. You know, like, there's like two minutes on the clock. Guys are still warming up. And I was trying to grab guys individually. Like, hey, man, no letdowns. And Aaron, Aaron Gordon's like, what are you talking about? I said, Embiid's not playing. So I no, like, our players didn't know. They're on the court warming up. And so... You know, you prepare mentally to get ready for a fight against a really good team and a MVP candidate. Then he's not there, and Maxie's not there, and Tobias isn't there, and all these other guys. And, you know, you're fighting human nature at that point. Total. Total agreement. You're, you're fighting human nature at that point, and the fact that they were able to uh, to grind out the win uh, in, a, in a situation, by the way, where most, te- most teams coming off an 11-day road trip with a quick turnaround like that, usually lay an egg, a flat egg, in their first home game back. For the Nuggets to be able to handle all that and still come away with the win, I don't care I don't care about style points. Shows the mental toughness of that team compared to the uh, pillow-soft toughness of the other team. I don't know. I'm not going to go that far. It, that performance left a lot to be desired. Ah, no, in, in my opinion, no there was some natural letdown, but it absolutely did. Now, that being said, what Jamal Murray said after the game, I think, was a little bit more apropos when he said, look, we, we are learning the transition of what it is like to be the hunted. And we have seen it's not even if it's just the Sixers bench. We see Orlando do it to him. We saw Utah do it to him. Teams are bringing their best shot. So, yeah, you're talking about a bunch of guys that haven't gotten a chance to play that many minutes. Yeah, they're going to be excited going on the road to play against the defending champions. Now, that being said, Mike, I know you're writing it off, but I know it's the first game back from the road trip. It just wasn't a great performance. Does it mean I'm worried about the Nuggets? No, but look, they got the win. That's all that matters. It's one of 82. Next on the Morning Brew, Jared Bednar and the Avalanche cruising into the long all-star break on a high. Yeah, it's, it's nice to win a couple games and be playing some solid hockey going into the break so guys feel good about it now then get away from the game for a little bit do a little bit of conditioning and hopefully pick up where we left off all right matt do you feel good about the avalanche first place in their division first place in the um or second place in the in the conference when it comes to total points do you feel good about the team at the break I liked how they went into the break. They stacked a couple of really nice wins. 5-1 to one over L.A. on Friday night. Now, we've got to look ahead. I mean, they've got a brutal six-game road trip right out of the chute coming out of the All-Star break. A back-to-back with the Rangers and the Devils. They play Florida and Tampa Bay and also Washington and Carolina. All six on the road right out of the All-Star break after nine days off. That's a tough stretch of hockey. It does grab your attention, but they definitely have to have things ratcheted up. Now, I'll say I've been encouraged by Alexander Georgiev, who I thought the last several games really stacked some nice wins at home. 
my overall concerns with this team, there there are still they are still there. They still exist for the playoffs. I still think that they're driven by a supernova right now. But that being said, Logan O'Connor with two goals against the Kings. He's played well. They're getting more contributions throughout the lineup. What I really do like about the Avs, Mike, is how committed they've been to the 200-foot game here over about, I would say, on the whole, the last three weeks or so. It's definitely been a ticket improvement, committing to the details. And Bednar spoke after the Kings game about moving forward, they will be nitpicking here to build those championship habits. So, hey, look, brick by brick. That'll do it for the morning brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at 6.30. lot to react to. We'll open up the text line to you next. Slareth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. So, guys, it's, it's only 17 points. It's been a lot of football games where you're down 17 points. We're starting with the ball. Um, it's that's. And there's plenty of time to come back, plenty of points to come back, but regardless of any of that stuff, we're not going out like this. We've got to be a lot more aggressive here in the second half. Kyle Shanahan of the Shanahans getting it done as the uh, 49ers rally from 27-10 down and stun the Detroit Lions, ruining the Cinderella story that was the Detroit Lions. They had the sold-out Ford Field watching the game uh, on the big screens, and man, it was, it looked like it was going to happen, and America was going to get their wish. Matt Smith staying in for uh, Stink for another 15 minutes as Stink's doing some uh, TV work uh, nationally for FS1 this morning. On the Rommelslot.com text line, 49ers and Chiefs, of all the teams in the playoffs, these are the two that I dislike the most. What a lame Super Bowl. Darn you, NFL. I mean, I still will watch it, though. <laughs> um, what did you make, by the way, the the talk coming out of Buff, uh, out of Baltimore uh, is the the refs screwed us. We were screwed yeah. by the refs. The, once again, the uh, the Chiefs got the the friendly whistle. The, the the script, the script writers, the script is in that it was the Chiefs. They wanted to get Mahomes and Kelsey and Taylor in the Super Bowl, and the the game was rigged. You buy that? No, I don't buy that at all. What, what? I mean, if that's the case, then what about the trip on Chris Jones in the end zone that should have resulted in a safety that went uncalled? I thought, by and large, the officials did a pretty good job of keeping their flags tucked away in both of those games because we want to see the play settled on the field. I remember the Super Bowl last year, right, with the with the phantom, you know, the defensive holding call there on the Chiefs in the end zone, right? There was a bunch of that stuff that happened, and it just that's that's playoff football. You got to play through some of that stuff. It didn't happen. There are plays that went both ways. Now, now I remember the 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 James Conner kind of or not the James Conner the. The rookie DB, I gotta cannot remember the corner's name, but the kid Connor who tackled Isaiah Likely there as mm-hmm. the Ravens were going in at the end, like it goes both ways. So no, th- th- they weren't rigged. <laughs> they weren't rigged. Well, and there's, that there's was no... set up on a tee for Lamar. Okay, yeah, that was set up on a tee. The Ravens outscored the Chiefs three to zero in the second half. All right, you got to score something on offense. You want to beat the Chiefs? It really wasn't that big of a deficit to overcome. And by the way, the meltdowns. Oh, the meltdowns, the loss of discipline. Uh, John Harbaugh, for for all the uh, kisses, uh, the, the bubbles that had blow, been blown towards John Harbaugh over the, the last several years, 
What a terrible coaching performance, not only from an Awful. X's and O's standpoint, getting out, out, out coached, and you got the number one rushing team in the, the league, and they never, ever, ever uh, tried to establish it, especially once the game settled down and it was clear it wasn't going to be a, a shootout. They, they totally have ignored that. It was like their goal was to show everybody that Lamar Jackson was worthy of being a, a two-time MVP, and so they put the game in his hands. And and but but also the loss of discipline. You know, mm. you would think for a veteran coach like that that you'd be able to have your your guys disciplined in that kind of setting. Instead, they melted down. Zay Flowers. Oh, oh Zay Flowers is going to have a long off long off season uh, trying to uh, explain that one away. Yeah, the taunting penalty, then reaching for the goal line, which you never do. We just saw it last week, and then to go to the bench hit the bench with your fist and cut your hand. I mean, that's the trifecta right there. That was all-time implosion. It started before the game, right? The Ravens were trying to poke the bear and get under the Chiefs' skin, and we saw the moment with Justin Tucker in the end zone where he set up his tee right where Patrick Mahomes was warming up, and then we saw uh, Molette, the, the, the cornerback, go over and start talking smack to Legereus Sneed, who ends up being the one that pokes it out, and Molette ends up being the one that gets burned by Valdez Scantling. It none of it went well for the Ravens. I mean, they, they didn't treat they didn't treat the assignment with the with the requisite respect, Mike. Another one on the Ramosad.com text line. Speaking of uh, blowing bubbles, you need to stop that, Evans, when it comes to the Nuggets. It was embarrassing they almost lost to the 76ers. You got to stop. <laughs> no, Texter, you got to stop. Uh, that you just do not. I guess you just do not understand human nature. Then you, you're a human. You don't understand human nature that you you get geared up to play the Philadelphia 76ers, which means Joel Embiid. You're, you're thinking about a a rematch against a team that beat you just ten days ago. You know it's going to be an, an MVP showcase. It's going to be on national television. You're ready for all that stuff, and then literally a couple minutes before tip-off, you find out the, the 76ers are staying out their whole team, and you don't think human nature-wise there's going to be a letdown? Come on. What do you think these – do you think these these NBA players that they're just, you know, wind up robots – that 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 simply you know are uh, are are you, you know, sound a little you are, sound are, a little are, soft, they, Mike. Are they Terminators or something? Come you're on, sound, you're giving just a little bit of a pass. But here's what I'll say: Why here's am I giving them a pass? Here, Come on, you know human nature. They beat they beat the they had the Sixers bench take them down to the wire at home. It wasn't a great look. The bench didn't really come to play. So I'll just say, Texter's not entirely wrong. Now that being said, it's one of eighty two. It's a regular season game. I, the Nuggets are focused on much bigger things. And yeah, I would say that there has been a bit of a trend of them on occasion going through the motions in one half and then trying to flip on a switch defensively in the second half, which they did. Wow. I think they only I think they only held Philly to like forty seven points in the second half. I'm not saying, Mike, that it's it's gonna hamper their chances of a championship, but to call that a great performance uh, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. Wait, 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 I, never, I never called it a, a, a great performance. I said it was a mentally tough performance. Okay, they showed some of their mental toughness. It still wasn't and, a great performance. And you can't you can't you can't give the Nuggets all the credit in the world when they are shorthanded, right? They're shorthanded and. Uh, they go on the road with seven guys to Utah a couple years ago, or we, we've seen already this season where they've been shorthanded and they've still found a way to, to pull out wins. You, 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 can't, you can't just set aside the idea of, uh, 
you know, just just mentally that you, you're not always going to have it and that th- sometimes things change that will affect your outlook going into a game. I, I just... Hey, I, I'm not worried about it. They give, got Milwaukee tonight. Yeah, I know. They got to bounce back. I... I, 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 I Boy, I, you can tell I'm a little bit speechless that you and the texture who believes that <laughs> nothing to that, see here, that, Mike, that they somehow should have taken what ended up happening the other day. And the fact that they didn't turn around and beat the Philadelphia scrubs by 20, that that somehow sends up some sort of red flag. I didn't say it sends up a red flag. No, I just said, said it, was it wasn't a great performance. Uh, you said it was disappointing. You agreed with the what is that? Well, I just. Oh, yeah, I do. In that regard, I'm not saying it's a red flag. They'll be fine. It's one of 82. Well, the Texas says it was embarrassing. So you think oh, it was Oh, I wouldn't say it's embarrassing. No, no. I wouldn't say it's embarrassing. They got the win. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, no. But it wasn't a great performance. That's all I'm saying. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Texture, you uh, you got no excuses. <laughs> you better have the best week of your life. You better uh, get everything done. You better Would be, you call I, that a great performance? I think it was a mentally tough performance. Okay. There's well, a difference. All I said is it's not a great performance. That's it. All they right. still won. They got the win, 182, moving on to Milwaukee and Doc Rivers tonight, baby. All right. Hey, thank you very much for staying in. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Talk you, to you, you tomorrow. You find, you find a way to do that. You find a way to get me all uh, lathered up. It's good. I like it. I like mm-hmm. it. We'll, uh, we'll bring in Stink, who will probably be all fired up as he's been a show pony oh, doing yeah. <laughs> national TV for the last couple Mainlining of hours. So caffeine. Get, uh, get ready for that. He joins us next.